The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, good morning on this Monday morning, or good day. For those of you, it's already, the morning's already gone by. And um, so this is the fifth week of this introduction to mindfulness meditation. And uh, the general idea of mindfulness is very simple. And uh, I think maybe at the very beginning of this series, I tried to offer the simplicity of it. And the instructions that I've given since then might seem like it makes it complicated. But it's more like uh, describing the territory of what we could experience if we're available and open to the present moment. And the idea is to be present simply for that. Don't have to make it complicated. Don't have to do a lot of things except to be present. But we know what to be present for. So we began with breathing, being present for breathing. That's stabilizing, it's connecting, it's For many people, a wonderful beginning. For some people, it's not. And then there are other uh, home bases for attention. But uh, generally, the way we teach, in a generic way, is to um, have breathing be the home base. And then, as we go along, the body speaks up. And the body becomes more, you know, speaks up and wants to be heard. And uh, and so then we can let go of breathing, and then we this very simple attention to recognize and feel what's happening is uh, with the experience of the body. And uh, as we go along, there might be emotions that arise, it, and those emotions we can feel in the body are expressed in the body. And emotions can be listened to, can be heard, can be attended to. Again, with a very simple attention. It's very caring, profoundly meaningful for our emotional life. For the emotions to have room to be without us involving ourselves with them, for or against them. But the idea is to keep it really simple. And then we, at some point we become aware of thinking. And the idea is to keep that simple, simple recognition. As we're recognizing these things very simply, then since we know the territory, we might kind of see different aspects of each one. We might see the particular sensations of the body. We might see the way the sensations in the body, where the emotions are most active and most express themselves. We might see that uh, emotions are made up of different parts. And so to be aware of these different component parts, because we kind of have a sense of the map. So it's not like we have to go searching or figuring it out, but we just, over time, we know more and more of the territory and we can just bring simple awareness. Oh, this is how it is. This is how it is. And some people find it very helpful to have some phrase like, uh, something like, this is how it is now. Or this is X now. This is, 
this is how it is at the moment. Uh, just leave it that simple. So the general way we teach is to have the breathing at the center. If something else becomes more predominant, attend to it, be present for it, receive it, allow for it to be enter into awareness. When it no longer feels like it needs to be attended to, then go back to the breathing. Go to the next thing that comes up, back to the breathing. And so that's kind of the breathing as the place to come back to. And one of the reasons for that is for some people, many people, not everyone, um, breathing, uh, having one place that's the place for stability, the place for the default to come back to, helps to develop continuity there. And the rhythm of breathing is a place that's continuous. It's always there, gently rocking us, massaging us, being present here for us. And so what we're, what we're doing there is we're also bringing along um, uh, ability to stay with something continuously. Uh, sometimes that's called concentration, though some people associate concentration with straining or narrowing down and a laser focus or something. It's more uh, an experience of immersion with the experience. And, uh, or... Uh, 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 composing ourselves on the experience, just really being here for this. And, um, and the value of this is that if we don't have a home base like this, if we're not culti- cultivating concentration with the mindfulness, that um, uh, our mind has its own interests and if we're just simply being av- available to notice what's happening in the mind, what's happening, what's sometimes what we're doing is f- not necessarily is the mind not might, might not have the be- your best interest in mind, and you might not see how subconsciously there's bias towards certain directions, certain concerns, certain emphases. Like some people are really almost addicted to their thinking, and so just to be, constantly be mindful of thinking, thinking, thinking actually strengthens the thinking, reinforces it. Some people prioritize their emotions. And, uh, and there's a way in which uh, 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 we, we're predisposed to experience the emotion more than is necessary. And so uh, our attention is often not unbiased, but represents some of the deeper um, attachments, deeper fear, deeper concerns that uh, we bring with us. And so uh, the idea of staying with something like breathing as continuously as we can is the equivalent to um, not uh, going hiking uh, in the mountains with all your luggage. That's really hard if you, and you can't go very far. And you might get to understand how the weight of your luggage and the and, uh, and what it feels like in your hand to grip the handles of the luggage. You might get to know those things really well, but you're still not going to go into the mountains very far. And so the idea is to be able to put down the baggage that we carry with us, the, the uh, bias we carry with us, the, the, uh, the, the orientations that we have that don't really serve us in order to kind of become fresher and be able to go deeper and look more without bias, without pre-existing orientation and baggage. And so uh, something like the breathing, to develop some modicum of concentration. Don't have a high standard. 
Um, and so uh, even being able to stay with three breaths continuously, um, or even sometimes even just one breath continuously, is enough to begin to um, um, interrupt the way in which we feed thinking or feed our emotional life or feed some concern that we have. And beginning to take this, think of attention as food. And whatever direction attention is going, we're feeding that thing. And if attention's going towards being mindful, being aware of thinking, then the attention goes to the mindfulness. But if attention goes into thinking, then we're feeding the thinking. If attention goes into emotions, there's a way in which we feed them. But if attention goes into being aware, being mindful of emotions, it's kind of like we step back and really see it. Oh, the, not to condemn it, not to push it away, but not, so we're with the experience, but we're not, we're not, we're not identified with the experience. We're not being the experience. And um, every experience is allowed to be what it is, but we don't have to be identified with it. We're defined by it. Be in it. So this uh, continuity, just one breath is enough to step away and from the, uh, put down the baggage. Two breaths, three breaths. And to have, not try too much, because the idea is to let that slowly grow. Continuity, immersion, concentration is something that's um, it's like a muscle that develops. It, or it's like a, um, uh, like a muscle that we're relaxing, but just gently massaging it over and over again. And slowly something develops. Or it's like butter. If you take butter out of the freezer, um, it's really hard and you can't, uh, you know, you have to break it in order to, to uh, break it in half. You have to kind of, you know, take a hammer to it or something. But if you let the butter sit out in the, in the warmth of the room, slowly it will uh, it'll get softer until you just take, can take a butter knife and just almost even just put it on the top and it just sinks right through easily. So the same way with concentration, it's, it's a slow warming up process. We come back and stay with a few breaths and, and then if we're not upset that we get distracted, but lovingly begin again begin again, and something begins to come into the groove. And maybe we get five breaths, maybe 10 breaths. As an act of will, we could stay for 10 breaths maybe, but concentration is not meant to be an act of will. Um, uh, it's meant to be a, a act of love, an act of care, an act of, of um of uh, offering our presence to something. And that's with a combination, the coming together of mindfulness and concentration, of mindfulness with a continuity of mindfulness. We're mindful of something and then we stay with it for a while. Feel it, be with it. And if it's not something other than breathing, like if it's some sensation in the body or some emotion or thinking, this idea of a th- you spend at least three breaths with each one. Oh, may- maybe three breaths is enough to fully acknowledge something, 
and acknowledging and being and feeling it for a little bit for three breaths might be enough to be able to put it aside and come back to the breathing. And, um, and so this rhythm of three breaths with whatever we recognize and be with. Sometimes we want to be longer with something. That's fine. But uh, it's great sometimes to just stay for a long time with one thing. But the three breaths, putting down the baggage, just being with that, uh, can begin to overcome and, and relax the, the bias, automatic pilots, the automatic prioritization that the mind makes for what's in, where attention goes, what we're concerned with, for example, with our thinking. So I hope that that makes sense. And, um, and so I want to leave you with uh, the principle that uh, the way that I teach mindfulness is uh, with a um, partnership with concentration. And the two don't have to be uh, done separately, but one supports the other. So thank you. And um, continue this introductory series tomorrow.